God is good. Well, you can turn um, in your Bible to Psalms 92. Psalms 92. And we are continuing a, a series we launched last week. Aaron did an amazing job last week preaching. Can we get up for Aaron? I think he's setting up a food truck right now. And um, we're continuing a series. And we're actually, something that's really cool about what God's doing in the Joy Church is all over is um, Joy Church Eugene is part of this series as well. So we want to thank Pastor Jake and Bethany. They've been helping us with the notes last week and this week. So if we give a hand to Pastor Jake and Bethany. So if you've seen these shirts, you've seen a whole lot of people, hundreds of people in Eugene rocking their I Love My Church shirt, and now we have them here in Medford. So we're just letting the community know that Jesus loves them and that we're proud to be a part of what God's doing in his church. Amen? So Psalms 92 says this, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong. This is Psalms 92. Verse 12, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Can we say amen, church? Let's pray and jump in. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your presence is here, that you are speaking. And we ask that you would, you would speak to us this morning. God, our desire is not to just be hearers of your word, but our desire is to hear and to obey. So, Lord, I thank you that your people are gathered together. Would you speak to them? Would you strengthen them? And, God, if there's anyone that doesn't know you, we pray today that they would encounter the God who loves them and who created them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Uh, some of you may remember a movie, and there's been a remake of this movie, but the orig original, in my opinion, is far better. And there is a term in it, and you will be able to figure out this movie by this. I want it now, Daddy. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Is it anyone else's dream to swim in a pool of chocolate? Well, we don't have a pool of chocolate today, but we have food trucks. I want it now. We, if you remember the little girl, and Daddy, I want it now, Daddy, now. Uh, we live in a world of instant. We instant mac and cheese, anybody? Like if mac and cheese wasn't fast enough as is, now there is instant mac and cheese. We live in a world of Amazon Prime. If anything takes longer than two days to deliver, you are mad at the FedEx man and have an offense you have to deal with. We live in a culture that you don't even have to make your own coffee at home. You go through a drive-through and we, we get coffee made for us, and they do all the work, and we can take an Instagram selfie while at the coffee shop, have our coffee in hand, and post it all at the same time. We live in a world of instant. Anyone agree? 
We live in a world where many of you in this room may not even realize there was a, a time once upon a time ago, long time ago, called Blockbuster. There was a day when you wanted to watch a movie and you couldn't just turn your TV on and scroll through Netflix. There was no thing, there was no thing as Netflix. And then if you went through Blockbuster, you had to pray you were quicker than the others to the new releases because you saw the movie you wanted but you pulled the cover off and nothing was behind it. It was gone. That day is gone, my friends. Instant. Instant. We live in a world where we want what we want right now and we have access. There was a day that you opened a thing called a dictionary. <laughs> and now Google, you just say, I use it all. I'm like, Google, define this. Boom, it's there. Google, be my calculator. Google. We like quick and fast and instant, and I am one of the most impatient people you will ever meet. Just ask my husband. But you're waiting for the butt, aren't you? But in God's kingdom, in his world, process and strength, strength comes through time and planting and process and more time and more staying. And in the words of Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> The growth in God's kingdom comes from just keep staying, just keep planted, just keep coming to church, just keep being faithful, keep going to connect group, just keep doing it, just keep doing it, just keep doing it. You guys are an excited crowd. We need food trucks more often. Thank you, Lord. So last week, Aaron, he talked to us about that the righteous, the, the, the people of God, followers of Jesus, they will flourish like palm trees. And he talked about palm trees and what happens that you're going to flourish in God's house like a palm tree, that the storms can come, you can get hate, you can, get, you can get, go through trials and troubles, but you're going to stand, you're not going to break. And, and there's, there's a fruitfulness that comes from being in God's house and growing with God's people but the psalmist writes not only that the righteous that are planted in God's house are going to be like flourishing palm trees, but he talks about they're going to be like the cedars of Lebanon. And you're like, and what does that mean? And why does that matter to me, right? What was, what was significant in this era, why was being a cedar of Lebanon a great compliment and great faith for the people to say, I want to be planted in God's house. What was significant to the readers then and is significant to you and I? We have to look at the cedar. The cedar of Lebanon did not grow natively in, in Israel, in Jerusalem. It would have to actually be transplanted in. And there's some facts about the cedar of Lebanon uh, this tree that we can learn from in our own lives. Uh, this tree was actually called uh, the tree of the kings. The tree of the kings. It was a tree of royalty because the kings prized it and wanted to build with it. In fact, King David and King Solomon built their own homes with 
the cedar, with the wood of the cedar of Lebanon. It was the, the wood that was used to build the temple. It, it, was, it was prized. Ancient cultures, uh, the Egyptian culture, different cultures, they brought this wood into their land because they could not, they didn't have anything like it with its strength and its magnitude and, and it, it, it would grow tall so they could use it to build great structures. The cedar of Lebanon, they grew very slowly but could reach heights of 100 feet. And the cedars of Lebanon could live for up to 1,000 years. So God says, the righteous will flourish like palm trees, and they're going to grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, and they're going to be transplanted into the courts of God. The courts of God, we'll see in the ancient culture, in Eastern culture, in the center of your house, there would be your home, and in the center would be an open roof, and there something would grow. And God says, your life is going to be like in the center of my house is where it's going to begin to grow and flourish and find strength. That's where God wants you and I. You say, does God have a future for my family? Does God have life for me? He does, and it's in the center of his house. Here he wants to change you and grow you and strengthen you like the cedar of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon, uh, it would take them 25 to 30 years to reach maturity and gain the ability to reproduce. 25 to 30 years before they became mature, but remember it took a long time to become mature, but their life was a thousand years. If you're here this morning and you're a little discouraged because you think you should be further than you are in your faith, I want to encourage you this morning that God's best days are in front of you. And you might be slow growing, but if you'll stay planted in his house and you'll stay faithful in his house, you might say, hey, I'm a little immature. I'm growing a little slow, but I'm growing. And I might be slow coming, but I'm not going anywhere. I got a long future in God. Amen? Here's the thing, your best days are not behind you, they're in front of you. Your best days in God are not behind you, they're in front of you. And here is our job, is that we just have to stay faithful to be fruitful. Keep showing up. You, some of you came to this place and you're like, man, is there hope in God's house? Does God have a future for me? And I want you to know that God is faithful. He will not give up on you. He's not going to stop working on you. You just got to keep staying and he's going to keep working. Amen? So here's a couple areas. In the, in the next few moments, we're going to look at some areas of strength. Because God's desire is that his people would be strong. God's desire is that you would be somebody who just keeps getting taller and stronger and bigger. And they would actually say that some of the cedars of Lebanon could be about 100 feet around diameter. That They just got massive. God wants you to be strong in your journey of faith. We're going to look at that. And I want to share an illustration of, I think, a picture of what God's heart for us is and not giving up. We just had youth camp, and uh, there's a rock wall at this camp, and um, it's probably 50, 60 feet at least. It's a, it's a, it's a good-sized rock wall. And my five-year-old niece, Evelyn, 
she wanted to climb the rock wall. And so she gets strapped in, she starts going up, and she's, she's tall for her age, but you're not that tall when you're five, right? And so some people around, this is my niece, Evie. I told her I was going to tell this story, and she was like, tell them I went down the water slide too. So she went down the water slide. <laughs> I, have, I was so moved. I was so moved. I'm biased. I am totally a proud aunt. I love my nieces and, and nephew. But Evelyn was climbing up this wall, and she got about not quite halfway. And she's working hard, and she's going for it. And she yells down, I'm done, to the guy that's, that's belaying her. And she says, I'm, I'm done. And almost as quickly as she got those words out, I'm done, she goes, I am not giving up. <laughs> and she all of a sudden, and I mean like two seconds, got so much strength within herself and so much courage to say, I am not coming down because she knew there was a bell at the top to ring. And so she persevered, and I was just like beaming, like she is not giving up. <laughs> and this is her after she made it all the way to the top, rang the bell, got down, ran to Papa and said, Papa, I rang the bell, Papa. She did it, and I thought, church, God wants to put some five-year-old courage in us. That when life gets tough, and you feel like running, you just keep staying. And you might be telling the Lord, I'm giving up, fill me down. I'm not giving up. That's what God wants to do. So here's five key areas we're gonna quickly look at. Are you good? We good? The first is that God wants us to have strong, he wants us to be strong in faith. Strong in faith. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, he wants you to be strong in faith. Colossians 2 says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Him is Jesus. Let your roots grow down into Jesus and let your lives be built on him, on Jesus. Note this, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. We must remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you've ever been in a race and you've seen, um, now I'm a terrible runner, but I've been in a couple races and I, I do the bad part. You see over-eager runners in a marathon who they just take off at a sprint level and they might look like they're winning for a second, but then they're on the side huffing and puffing, <gasps> ready to give up. But a prized runner knows that they have to pace themselves for the whole journey. And here's the thing, you don't, you, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're in this for the long haul, and this is what God wants. The Bible says, let, let your roots grow down into Jesus. And then after that happens, then your faith's going to grow strong. Some of you want the answer to every question right now about your faith. But here's where you grow strong in the truth, where you get answers, is when you grow strong in your personal walk with Jesus. And he wants you to grow strong in your relationship with him. And as you begin to know who Jesus is, you're going to begin to grow in the truth of who he is. 
He wants your faith to grow strong. What does that mean for us, church? Is as we come to this place, let's come together and be people who are actively seeking to grow in our walk with Jesus. How do you grow to know somebody that you care about? You talk to them. You spend time with them. And God wants a people who, who, who are strong in their faith, who are strong in their personal walk with Jesus. And as you begin to know who he is, he's going to begin to reveal his truth to you. He's going to begin to correct our thinking and align our lives with his ways. Strong in faith. Second is that God wants us to grow strong in weakness. He wants us to grow strong in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Therefore I will boast, sorry, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The paradox of our Christian faith is that strength is forged in weakness. The, 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 the thing that doesn't make sense about our faith is that God is, is his power is displayed through our weakness. If you came to this church thinking, I have to put a facade on and a mask and I, I can't show my real self, you're deceived. Because this is a place where weak people come and boast in their strong God. This is a place where we come and we show that we're still on a journey to look like Jesus. This is a place to pull the masks off and let who God is really working on be shown to the world. Are you guys with me? That we grow strong. And I want to ask you this question. Do you let people see your real scars? If your marriage is going through trouble, does somebody know it? Or are you trying to mask your weakness and be strong in your own strength? Because God's house is a place where we come and we boast in Jesus, not in ourselves, And we say, God, here's my life. I might be fragile. I might be one day ahead of that person. But if you'll use me, here's my weaknesses, and I'm going to let your strength be revealed through my life. Let's show our real selves to each other. Let's come to God's house. Listen, if you've got issues, somebody next to you probably has worse issues. Everybody got all quiet. Anybody got some issues? I got some issues. We can make a rap song. You got issues, I got issues. He got issues, she got issues, you know? But we serve the God who takes our issues and he transforms our life and he lets people say, aren't you that person who last, yeah, that was me, but Jesus has saved me, redeemed me, and I'm growing together. We're getting strong together in God's house. Come on. Man, you should hear the things Riley and I celebrate as we're discipling people. We're like, they didn't cuss somebody out today. We're like, thank you, Jesus. You know, you're like, you're celebrating that? Yeah. 
<laughs> they said, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Third, God wants us to grow strong in character. Strong in character. It says in Psalms 15, 1, verse 2, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Speaking the truth, note these words, from sincere hearts. Listen. The goal is that we would look like Jesus. Our standard is not that we'd look better than culture. Our standard is not that we would look better than the person of our life. Our goal is that I want to look like Jesus. And God is looking for a people who will not give up when it gets tough. Character is formed in God's house. And it's formed when you put your life around people who test your character. Right? Anybody? Listen, Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, character is who you are when no one is looking. Character is who you are when no one is looking. And the psalmist writes, who can ascend your, your, your hill, the sanctuary? Who can enter your presence? It's those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking truth from sincere hearts. He doesn't say, if you read that and you say those who are perfect, that's not what is being said here. But it's a people who seek to live rightly before God. And when you miss it and when you mess up, you don't change truth. And you don't say, well, I was better than them. When you miss it, you come before God and you say, Lord, I'm sorry that I didn't, that my life didn't match up to your standard. Would you change me? Would you work in my heart? God wants to change and cause us to be people who stand strong in character, who our morals don't change by the group we hang around. But when people look at you, they recognize you have the same scales for your family as their family, the same scales of morality. And it lines up with his word. Does that make sense? sense. And here's where the last thought on this as the band begins to come up. Is that it's people who worship God with sincere hearts. It's not, it's people whose heart desires to, to walk in the light and in truth and not change the truth. We live in a culture who changes truth to fit their life. Well, they're really cute, so my morality just changed, and now maybe I think differently about this. No, God's word lays out the standard of truth, and I have to be honest, and this is what walking blameless before the Lord, I have to come and say, Lord, my lifestyle is not matching your standard. Help my life to match your ways. That's character, right? And so I think we have to ask ourselves this question. Am I growing strong in my character? Are you a person of honesty? Are you a person of truth? Are you a person who shows up when you say you're going to be there? God wants a people, his house, to be a standard to the world that when they see us, they see us own up. If you're a contractor and you mess up a job, own your problem and tell them you'll do it for free or you'll fix the problem, make it right. That speaks louder to culture than me having a fish on the back of my car. Doing the right thing is a, communicates to the world, right? The love of Jesus. You guys should amen better at that. 
If you're a barista and you make a terrible shot, pour a shot again. Give them a better coffee shot. He wants us to grow strong in relationships. He wants us to grow strong in relationship. In John 13, 35, it says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. It's your love. It's our love. And God wants us to have strong, lifelong relationships. If you're not in a connect group, I beg of you, do not wait any longer to get planted in a community where people know your name, they know your story, they know your weaknesses, they know your strengths, they know your journey, they can call you out, pull you up, put you in, do whatever you and I must have strong relationships, lifelong relationships, relationships that go through the storm. If you haven't been offended at church yet, you're not planted in church yet. You need people that make you mad sometimes and you don't run away. Come on, it's gonna get messy. Real strong relationships don't fit in a box. They're messy. You sometimes don't like how somebody told you and corrected you and you're like, they didn't care about my feelings. I'm gonna go to that church. That's not real relationship. Right? But we need people in our life, they know our stuff. They know our story. They know when you're going in a wrong place and they call you out and they pull you up. And most of all, you together get to model the love of Jesus to the world around you. Qu yeah, quick plug. Some of you have been planted in this church for a while and you have been petrified to start a connect group. And now it's time to get stronger and start a group. And September 10th, we're having a training. And if you have ever thought I could host a group in my house, I could lead a group, I could be an assistant in a group, this is your season. Because you know what Medford needs a whole lot more of is authentic, Jesus-loving people who are real, have real weakness, real struggles, but will invite people in and say, follow me as I follow Jesus. You can have coffee in my house, you can eat popcorn, and we're going to grow strong in God's house and be a light in our city. So if you've ever considered this is your season, get in a group, start a group, it's your time. Lastly, are you guys with me? God wants us to grow strong in the spirit. In Ephesians 6, 10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the struggles of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Your fight and my fight is not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual fight. And God wants to strengthen you in the inner man and you to begin to realize that your fight is not against your spouse, but your fight is against the reality that the devil hates a godly marriage. And he wants to begin to work in your heart and cause you to fight in the spirit and not in the flesh.
Are you guys with me? And some of you need to remind yourself in this season that your your fight isn't against the person to the right or the left of you. You're not wrestling against your boss, but there's a spiritual fight going on that he wants to strengthen you to fight in the spirit and not in the flesh. The answer to that problem you're facing is not cussing someone out. It's going in the prayer closet and asking God to change your heart. The answer to that struggle you're going through is to begin to pray for your neighbor and not put your dog's stuff on your neighbor's yard, right? God wants a people who grow strong in the spirit and we grow together in his house to say, I'm not fighting against the flesh. My enemy is not that person. The enemy is the devil and I'm gonna let God's spirit work in me and and wrestle not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Are you guys with me? Amen. So here's the question today. Where is God challenging you and I to get stronger right now? What in the five areas is God saying, I want you to grow? Perhaps it's in your faith, just walking closer with Jesus. Maybe it's in the area of weakness, letting people see the real you. In your character, in getting in authentic relationships, getting planted in community. Or perhaps it's in growing in your spirit. You've been trying to fight in the flesh and God's saying, no, get strong in your spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by God's spirit. You're going to overcome this. Where do you need to get stronger? I would encourage you today to tell somebody where you're going you're gonna to begin to give energy to in these five areas. When you're in line at the food truck day, share with somebody, tell your spouse, text your connect group leader, talk to somebody today and say, this is where God is challenging me to get stronger in his house and in, the, in, in my personal walk with Jesus. And the second thing I want us to close with this morning is this. Some of you need to be reminded that you're getting better with age. It says, it says that the that you will still produce fruit in your old age, Psalms 92. And you might feel like your days are over and you might feel like, and this could be for whatever age you're at, but I want to tell you our best days at Joy Church Medford are not 35 years ago, but they're in front of us. And we're running this race. We're running this race for what's in front of us. We're running this race for our kids, for our future kids, for the generations to come. Your best days are ahead of you. You got to just stay planted. You got to just keep growing. And you got to let God let his fruitfulness come through you. You're getting better. You're getting better. Tell somebody you're getting better. You might not look like you want to look like, but you're getting better. And our desire is to look like Jesus. So we got to be planted. Because God is looking for a people who can be built with and be built upon like the cedars of Lebanon. Would you stand to your feet? This morning, many of you came to this place. And you say, this is awesome, being planted, flourishing in God's house, but I don't even have a relationship with the Lord. And I felt this morning to tell some of you today that, that, that God is inviting you to the table. There's room at the table for you to come and be in his family. That he came not just to, to make the people 
that are, he, he, God's not just speaking to the people that know him, but he's calling his sons and daughters home who don't know him. And if you came to this place and you say, I'm broken, I'm lost, and I need Jesus to save me, you are in the right place. And so tonight I want to ask you, or this morning, I want to ask you to courageously, if you're here and you say, I need Jesus to change me, I need him to save me, I want you right now to come out of your seat and come to the front. You're here this morning and you say, I need Jesus. I need him to save me. I need him to wash away my sins. I'm tired of the life I've been living and I want the life he has for me. If that's you, come out of your seat right now, every person from the back to the front. You're here this morning and you say, I need Jesus. I want you to just step out of your seat, come to the front. We want to pray with you this morning. Come on, everywhere. Awesome. If you're here this morning and you say, I need Jesus, maybe you've gone to church and you've served the Lord at different times in your life, but you know, you know what, I haven't been walking with the Lord and I know he's calling me home. If that's you, I just want to invite you right now. We're not going to, we're going to wait just a moment longer. You say, I need Jesus to save me. You came to the right place. You came to the right place. You don't have to have all the answers. You just got to put your faith in Jesus. He is the answer. So right now, if you're here and you say, I need Jesus to save me, would you come out of your seat and come forward right now? We want to pray with you and celebrate with you this new step. Last call. Awesome. Awesome. So church, we're going to respond in a time of worship right now. And if there's any area of these five, you say, you know what, God, I want to grow stronger in. Would you just lift your hands? And we're just going to right now just ask the Lord for his help. He's so faithful and so good. And if you're discouraged and you feel like I'm not that mature yet, thank God he compared us to be like cedars of Lebanon. We mature slow, but we live long. Are you guys with me? You... (laughs) You are where you are, and we serve a faithful God that is moving us forward. He's working in our hearts. Come on, it's not too late. You can get in the game right now. God is a faithful God. Lord, we thank you for your sons and daughters. We thank you, God, that you're doing a good work. And our desire and our prayer is that, God, we would grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, flourishing in your house. In the name of Jesus, amen.